Well, here we are, beginning another week of the coronavirus. These White House news conferences are really becoming spectacles. The primaries are shutting down, postponing, so on and so forth. Seems like this is a real heavy blow to our democracy. The sheltering in place, the social isolation, that brings on a certain level of depression, at least for me it does. I like to be around people. Even people that I don't know, like, you know, going into a crowded restaurant and enjoying a meal, do a little people watching, hear a little laughter, friendly conversation really makes life worthwhile. Now, about the best you can do is slip in the door, pick up an order, and be gone. Strange sensation when you're walking down the street and someone's coming from the other direction toward you, and they cross the street, go around you, Uh, That's kind of the new normal for the time being, and I hope it's very, very temporary, but I fear that this is only the beginning. We've had a lot of things happen as far as pestilences go. We know Jesus did mention pestilences as a sign of the times. And, you know, I mean, there have been AIDS and uh, HIV, Ebola, the bird flu, the swine flu, SARS, Zika, West Nile virus. Now we've got one that's actually affecting everybody's life in a pretty dramatic way, too. Some of the stories that you hear coming out of New York are just, uh, just make you cringe. I won't even go into any of it, but I think morbid would be a good description of some of the things that I've been hearing. I was down in Bismarck visiting my two youngest children. Got there about February 23rd, I believe. We were having a wonderful, wonderful time. And then it all just pretty much shut down about the night that the NBA decided that they weren't going to um, complete the season. It's pretty much been downhill from then. So I I was staying at an Airbnb, but the woman that I was staying with, she got pretty uh, worried about this, and she wasn't going to take any more clients while this thing was going on because her grandson had been exposed to it on her trip to California, a school trip that got shut down right as soon as they got out to California. And it just seemed like helter-skelter. Everything was just going down fast. I'd been in the habit of going over and spending a little bit of time at the mall every day. 
mall walking with the other senior citizens. And then I would go over and have a cup of coffee at the Barnes & Noble bookstore and spend a little bit of time writing and doing some reading, just enjoying myself generally. But, you know, these things just all started being taken away. Various stores in the mall closed to the point where there was only, well, when I left, there was only two stores open in the entire mall, and it's a very large mall. Then um, I went over to get a cup of coffee at Barnes & Noble, and in place of all the chairs in the little Starbucks there was just an empty floor and a yellow mop bucket with a mop in it. And the governor had issued an order that there was no more dining and eating out and so on and so forth. I checked into a motel. I didn't know exactly what to do. Did not want to fly. I was kind of worried about breathing recirculated air in an aircraft and so on and so forth. And so I didn't really know what to do. So I checked into a motel for a while. And, uh, you know, that can be extremely expensive. And I started thinking, wow, what do I do? What am I going to do? So I I called these um, United Way and I talked to them about possibly getting into a homeless shelter for a little while until I could figure out what I was going to be doing. And as it turned out, the homeless shelter were closed. There were people in them that had already been there, and they were being told that if they left, they would not be able to come back, and no one knew could come in. So I asked the lady, well, what would I do, you know, if I uh, wasn't able to afford staying in a motel? And she said, well, you know, a lot of people are sleeping downtown on the park benches. Well, she said, but there's absolutely nothing that I can tell you that will help you. Good luck. Good luck, you know. Be warmed and fed. I'll pray for you. So I started checking on the flight schedule, and, you know, there would be several layovers on the way back, and I actually, you know, bought a ticket or reinstituted my ticket to come back, and as I slept that night, Uh, There were like seven or eight changes to my schedule just during the night. I thought, well, this is going to be a really major nightmare. And uh, as it turned out, it was really relatively easy. You know, there was only about um, eight people on any of the flights, eight or nine people on any of the flights. So they were able to stagger us out with a lot of distance between us. In the airports, most all the shops and restaurants and such were closed. There was one open in Minneapolis, a really nice little place, and I had a good talk with the uh, waitress. Her name was Hope, and I had a real good dinner there. It was just like one of the most normal things that I'd experienced in several weeks. Made it to New Hampshire, um, Manchester, about, I think about 12.30 in the morning and um, was able to get uh, an Uber to to bring me to Jaffrey and my sister and Paul were waiting for me. It was really good to see them. 
and we've just been pretty much holed up. Everything's pretty much closed. I've been going out every day and and uh, going for a walk, not cutting too close to anyone. I'm going to start wearing a mask everywhere I go. That seems to be the way to do it. But I really believe that, you know, this is uh, a prophetic event. And I expect that this won't be the last, that there will be more pandemics that uh, follow, maybe a mutation of this. I hate to be a, a bringer of bad news, but it just seems like we have reached a certain point globally where we're going to start heading toward a, a cashless society where we're being controlled and... Um, You know, this was all foretold, really, you know. Times are going to get really tough for everybody. We're all going to get stretched. We're all going to get stretched. Everybody's got a lot of time to do a lot of soul searching, and I certainly have, but my life fell apart last July, and I've wandered in the wilderness for several months now out in Nevada, Stayed in Las Vegas for about, I think, four months. Just a lot of lonely wandering around, and um, and there were some good times, but mostly not. Spent some time in San Francisco. I love San Francisco. I just love everything about San Francisco, really. There's nothing I don't like about it, except the cost. Had a really good time there and then drove across the country uh, with Paul doing a bunch of moving. We went to New Orleans for, oh, I don't know, maybe half a week or something, loaded up a bunch of stuff and we drove all the way, you know, through uh, Texas and I wound up going through New Jersey, the uh, Lincoln Tunnel, winding up in Manhattan going through Connecticut and so on and so forth right out here to New Hampshire and um, you know it was winter time we did have a wonderful wonderful dinner party with some of the neighbors we were invited and had a wonderful time and you know if it could have just kept on like that and would have been a great thing but now everything's so shut down, everything's so isolated. You can barely wave at each other across the street, you know? People stay in their houses. And, you know, I mean, who can blame them? We, we really want this to stop. And if we can flatten the curve, we're ahead of the game. Well, I've been um, brushing up on a lot of prophecy. I've been reading a lot of it and uh, remembering how certain things fit together and so on and so forth and I'm getting them very clear in my mind and I absolutely intend to get on with that Uh, but I am a bit distracted right now as I think everybody else is as well I just want to say you know we can make it through this people we can make it through this and wherever you are wherever you are hang in there I love you.